0: Welcome to the Blended Kingdom Families Podcast. We are your hosts, Scott and Vanessa Martindale, the founders of Blended Kingdom Families.
1: Our ministry serves to equip marriages, unite families, and ignite faith so that you can flourish an abundant kingdom life. We pray that our podcast blesses you today.
0: Hey friends, welcome back to the Blended Kingdom Families Podcast. Uh, Scott Martindale, my wife Vanessa, and today we're gonna talk about establishing the right priorities. understanding that life is busy. Uh, It is chaotic. Uh, If you're a blended family, then you obviously have even more uh, distractions and things that get in the way of time. Um, Vanessa, talk about how busy our life is. Like, What does it look like?
1: Absolutely. So we are a family of six. We have four boys. We have a 13-year-old, big gap, and then we have a five, four, and three. And so our daily is just, we're running in so many different directions. Um, our oldest son goes to a school that's in between our house and his father's house. And it's 25 minutes from where we live versus where our three boys go to school, which is literally just down r- the road. And so, you know, starting our morning off doing that and then the afternoons when it's pickup and then you have sports and activities and church, you know, it just gets crazy really fast.
0: Yeah, and that's not even including deciding what to give everybody for dinner. So one person wants this, 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 this. I mean, it is insane. Uh, Thank God for for, uh, DoorDash. We love DoorDash. Yes. Yes. Um, Not to name drop or anything. But, um, you know, the truth of it is, is we are busy people. Uh, Our lives are chaotic. And it's really, really easy to get uh, priorities out of line. So we want to go back and look at the biblical principles of how God designed... Our lives and how we should look at our priorities and how we should prioritize not only our time, but our focus and our energy. So, basically, what we're gonna do is look at the first priority being God, being our relationship with Christ, the second being our marriage, third, our children, fourth, our work. And then beyond that, our family and our friends, uh, our extended family and friends. So let's just talk about relationships, uh, establishing God as your first priority in a relationship. Uh, Nessa, tell me about the practical side of that. What does that look like if somebody's saying, well, how do I do that?
1: You know, um, for us, when we first got married, it was going to church as a family. Like that was a no breaker deal for us. We were going to go to church every Sunday on Wednesdays um, if they had group. And that was just something that we established from the beginning, that Jesus Christ and our faith was the center focus of not only our marriage, but of our family. And if that was our foundation, our firm foundation that our marriage and family stood on, then nothing in this fallen world could ever move that. And so for us, that is something that we've established from the beginning. It's also about surrounding yourself in community with friends, um, you know, getting to know the pastors at your church, getting involved in some classes, life groups, small groups. Those are really big things surrounding you, yourself by other believers who can walk along beside you in life. You know, scripture says in Proverbs twenty-seven seventeen, iron sharpens iron as one man sharpens another. And so, you know, just really um, putting God as the focus and just surrounding yourself with godly friends and community—it's—it's—it's um, it's, it's something that can really um, not only protect your marriage um, and um, your family, but um, it's something that uh, can help you grow in your faith as well.
0: Yeah, and adding prayer as a daily part of your life. Yes. Um, I know it's been really, uh, one of the funnest things about the kids in prayer is watching them develop in prayer. Even as our three and four and five year old, uh, we always ask them to pray uh, for dinner. And normally uh, it's more about thanking God for uh, Legos and for firemen, uh, firemen for police the stations. Police station. but, the moral of that story is: is they're starting to get the idea that that prayer and, and community around God is 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 the is the center focus of the world that we live in. Uh, also, praying as spouses, uh, I know in counseling, I've worked with a lot of couples, and when we talk about you know, do you pray together? It's almost like, well, no. Uh, and and my question is is why wouldn't you? Uh, it's one of the most intimate things, if not the most intimate thing you can do with your spouse. So by adding these things in, not just as options, but as priorities, uh, you're going to find yourself constantly focusing on the source, on, on God, on that relationship. And, um, and we talked about in previous podcasts about grace and extending grace uh, in your marriage Um, That's another part of that just starts that process. If you're constantly engaged in an intimate conversation with God, you're going to find yourself wanting to do that more often.
1: Absolutely. And, you know, one of the examples that we teach in our class when it comes to prioritizing your life and your family. Um, is, if you think of the triangle example where God is the point, you're one corner and your spouse is the other corner, the closer that you, each, you and your spouse are growing to Christ in your own time and in your own personal relationship, the closer that you both are going to grow towards one another and towards Christ together. But if we put our children above that, or even if you put your spouse above God, it throws everything out of alignment. And so when we keep God as our number one priority, you guys, everything else falls into place exactly the way that it should.
0: Yeah. And the next uh, priority is, uh, biblically, is our marriage. Yeah. Uh, I know that one of the things that, that Vanessa and I um, uh, really try to do is keep our marriage uh, as a focal point uh, right behind our relationship with God. But that's something we did early on and we did it very intentionally. Yes. Uh, we set out boundaries for what we wanted our marriage to look like uh, and what we wanted even in the context of our blended family, how we were going to set the context of our marriage. Um, so Vanessa, what do you think are the, uh, primary focus points of having uh, a marriage designed around the way God intended it?
1: You know, I think a lot of it has to do with just serving one another, um, giving each other grace. I know that we established a word for our marriage two or three years ago. Mm-hmm. We said, if we could have one word for our marriage, what would it be? And it was grace. Just having that unending grace because you guys, life is hard and especially blended families, blended families can be chaotic and they can just be hard and messy sometimes. But when we can give that same grace that God so lavishly gives us all the time to one another and extend that throughout our blended family, it can just make a world of difference and it can just bring so much unity, not only to your marriage, but into your family. Um, You know, serving one another, you know, I know that there's days when Scott's had a long, hard day at work and he hits that door and he's coming into chaos because One kid's climbing in the pantry to get the goldfish while I'm cooking dinner. Another one's, you know throwing Legos and one's riding the dog or whatever it is. Um, But he comes in ready to serve and jump in and just do whatever he can to not only serve me, but to serve our children. Um, And so I think it's just, you know, prioritizing, you know, Mm -hmm. what is important in your marriage? What is important to you? Then for us, prayer is a big part of that. We wake up in the morning and we pray, you know, pray for one another throughout the day. If I feel like I get a word from the Lord for Scott, I'll send it to him. But just Mm -hmm. constantly covering him in prayer. Covering our marriage in prayer, covering our family in prayer, and then of course, at the end of the day, we always mm-hmm. close in prayer together and um, over our family.
0: Yeah, and all those are great things, but it still doesn't negate some of the problems that you experience every day. Yeah. So, uh, and, and Vanessa touched on this, you know, being in a blended family is tough. And one of the words that I get a lot when it comes to blended families is frustration you're frustrated because a lot of times you cannot control the outcome of what's going on around you. And that and, and we'll talk about those kind of situations, but one of the byproducts of frustration is is I'm going to take it out on somebody who's closest to me. So if I'm frustrated, if she's frustrated, it comes out in our relationship. So when we talk about grace, that is a big part of that and understanding that your spouse is there for you. They're rooting for you to succeed. They're rooting so that you're happy and, 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 and you're taken care of. So not allowing that frustration or more so just inserting grace over that is a huge part of taking care of the health of your marriage. Um, and, and, and also just for all the husbands out there when he talks about grace, uh, wives, if it's in the middle of the night and your husband's snoring, that's what he needs. Lots of grace. Um, because that's, I know that's the tough part about marriage. <laughs> we have to sleep. Um, so um, anything else that you can think of, Vanessa, that when it comes to marriage and it comes to setting that as a priority, what are the mm-hmm. things that, that, that you would suggest healthy marriages do?
1: You know, um, when it, one scripture that we were talking about the other day was, um, it was Ephesians 525 and it was talking about, you know, husbands love your wives as Christ loved the church first. And in this verse and in this chapter, the apostle Paul really emphasizes and puts, um, the, the husband's responsibility forth and his duty, and it was after obeying and glorifying the father that he served the church. And so, you know, and and, and for wives, it's the same thing as well. You know, we are supposed to to love our hub- husbands and be and serve them the best way that we can. And so, um, you know, I know that whenever you walk in that door, you mm-hmm. know, you're you're serving me, but I'm also trying to mm-hmm. do the same for you um, yeah. because I know that you've had a long hard day. So just really open and Yourself up to you know what can I do for my spouse to you know better help them today or mm. um, you know what can I do to serve them well?
0: Yeah, it's the one unique relationship marriage that you have. Is the more that you can pour into it, the more that you will get out of it. And unfortunately, uh, in in our society and in the way that you know sometimes we get as people, we become selfish. And that selfish nature, that take nature is the one thing that takes away the most from our marriage. And then if we're taking from our marriage, we're taking from our relationship with God. Yeah. So understanding that being a servant um, is the best way for you to enjoy your marriage the most. And I know a lot of times we do get selfish and, and we think, well, life is hard. I have to do this. I have to do this. And I have to do this. Let me let me answer that and say, you're right. You do. You absolutely have to do all those things. Yes, you have to be a servant. Yes, you have to provide for your family. And men, speaking directly to you, um, understand that that's the way God made us. We were made with broad shoulders to carry heavy loads. Uh, There's a reason that God designed the man like that so that we could do that. So, don't think that it's life is unfair to you because you have these responsibilities be grateful that number one that god designed us to handle those responsibilities and that he had also made us a helper as a wife that can support us in carrying out that vision so absolutely uh, god first marriage second and then comes the kiddos um yes. and we know this is this is a this is a point of contention because a lot of people do put their kids' needs, and I've, I would, I would fair to say majority of marriages put their kids' needs above their marriage. So it's what the kids need above what the husband or the wife needs. And I think that's one of the, the biggest mistakes that we make in marriage. Setting the example to your children of what a healthy marriage looks like is the greatest gift that you can give them beyond introducing them to their savior. Um, so Vanessa, how do you think um, marriages... And setting the priorities uh, for the children beyond that uh, plays out in real life.
1: You know, um, with, the, with the kids, you know, it is hard. And this is something that, that we've dealt with before, mm-hmm. um, just being transparent and honest. You know, your children are going to grow up one day and move out into the world. Um, and I'm going to be left with. Yeah, this
0: one. We're gonna have to live together after this is over.
1: Yes, you know, and and your children are gonna get married, and you're gonna have grandbabies, and it's gonna be awesome. But you're gonna be what whatever you know what we call empty nesters, and so it's about maintaining your marriage as a priority throughout these years, so that whenever your children are gone, like you are still Mm -hmm. um, enjoying one another, and that you've maintained—I shouldn't say maintained, but that you've. Been able to grow and develop your marriage throughout those years, so that whenever the children are gone, you know it's 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 still going to be an amazing place that that you can. And but you also need
0: to to as you make the children priority, understand that you know keeping your marriage first is is a priority, but also you have to make time for your kiddos um, and make them a priority because that is a ministry in itself, raising your children. So uh, one of the things that that we would like to encourage you is number one, devote your time to it. And, and as a culture, we're, we're time starved right now. Oh, so yes. there are plenty of things that can keep us occupied from eyes open in the morning to eyes closed at night. So there is, whether it's work or it's uh, you know driving your kids around or you pick up your phone, which can really keep you entertained almost all the time. So we're time starved as it is. So we have to make it a priority and uh, something of absolute importance to number one, put technology aside, put um, any distractions aside and give our kids one-on-one time. Uh, Whether that is groups as a family and you're devoting everything you can to your family, or it is taking uh, each individual child, if you have more than one, and spending one-on-one time with them and making sure that your spouse has that ability. So you're giving that gift to each other of of spending one-on-one time together.
1: Well, it's just about the intentionality. Um, you know, just as Scott said, one of our boys loves to go grocery shopping. So he is my grocery shopping helper and he goes with me every time that I go to the grocery store. The other one loves to go get the car washed with you. So, yeah. so that's his special thing that he does with Scott. Our old, our oldest, our 13-year-old, we take him out to the movies and do special things with him. And so it's just setting an intentional time for each child. Because they're all different. God created us all so different. He didn't make copycats. And so just being intentional with them, but also prioritizing our our time. As Scott said, there are so many things that pull us in so many different directions from the time we wake up, where it's our phone is going off, our emails you know, are going off, social media. There are so many different things that pull us in so many different directions. And so when it comes to the family unit, how are you prioritizing your time emotionally, mentally, physically? Do you have to take that 7 p.m. phone call from a friend that you know is going to take an hour long? Do you have to um, go to that, uh, um, you know, girls event that that you, you know, have been planning to go to for the last month? Or, you know, is it about staying home and and, and working on the homework with your child? Whatever the case may be, um, it's about prioritizing your family, your family's time and what is important and not expending mm. that on other things so that when you do um, have that time with your family, you've not exhausted everything.
0: Yeah. And Vanessa and I talked about uh, another situation that we had uh, a while back when it comes to schedules and our time getting pulled and all these things. Understand that every one of those situations takes emotional energy. Yeah. So if, you have, if your tank is on zero at the end of the day, then you have nothing to give uh and part of you know as your family grows and as your schedule gets more thin you have to take uh, opportunities to take back time so again we're not going to be able to do everything we want to do or everything people want us to do we have to reserve some of that so that we have some energy to devote to our family to our kids to our marriage uh, having that emotional energy in the tank um, i think has made a huge difference for us so Absolutely. we've had to to say no to a lot of things just because we just can't commit to that you know if you're looking at your schedule right now or you are looking at you know um you know what's going on next week and you see a full schedule if you see four nights of your week are taken uh, i can assure you that you're going to find yourself on empty real quick um you know especially with the children and, and i just kind of want to touch on this something we we hadn't really discussed but you know your children are only there for a certain amount of time and they grow quick yeah like quick. Yes. Like we're just out of the diaper stage, you know, cause ours are, our little ones are five, four and three. So all of a sudden they're like doing stuff on their own and it's kind of weird because we, they don't need us that much anymore. Um, but eventually they're going to keep growing. So I would just say, you know, try to slow down this time, uh, try to really enjoy it. Uh, and again, as we talked about marriage, try to invest in that marriage. Cause when they leave for college, you are going to be um, I, I, I do see this. Like one day, it's going to be like they're gone and we're here, and it's kind of like, okay, what do we do? What do we do? Do we enjoy doing anything? Um, and where are we at at this point? So um, keep that priority: God, your marriage, your children, and then comes the work side of it. Um, obviously, we know we have to work to uh, support our families, right. um, but there needs to there needs to be limits and and and, and priorities surrounding that. So. One of the things that we're blessed to have around uh, around our where we live is we have great resources and some of the some of the most amazing pastors that we've had an opportunity to to hear and listen to and listen to their podcasts and their sermons. Uh, but one of the things, the stories that came to my mind was a story that Matt Chandler told, uh, who's a pastor from the Village Church, and he talked about you know the concept of you know when you come home from work and as a man or as a mother, you know you know you're walking in and you're really you know, instead of walking in with the concept of let me just fall out and yeah. and start recharging, it's really about turning the face and saying, okay, it's now time to serve. Because mm-hmm. uh, this is the other part of my, my job.
1: Well, absolutely. And, you know, work is, yes, our work is important, but that's not our first job. Our first job is our family and marriage. And that is our, you know, first priority and commitment after God. And so when it's, Comes to that time where you're getting home and just letting that fall off but know that you're walking into the most important role um, mm-hmm. and really a ministry your children um, are in your wife your 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 marriage it's, it's a ministry in itself and it's the impo- the two most important ministries you could ever have and so just making that disconnection of leaving work and leaving it at the door um, you know
0: yeah
1: th- that that was kind of an issue with us for a while in our marriage mm-hmm. where um, you know Scott, owns his own business, and so being able to leave that at uh, mm-hmm. work and not bring that into, the, into home, answering emails or answering phone calls, um, yeah. it's something that we really had to work at, but you've been doing a great job at that.
0: Well, and I think the example is right there in front of you. Um, you know, it never fails. The second I walk in the door, mm-hmm. if my kids are here, they come screaming, running at me. They don't care if I've had a good day, a bad day, if I have work to do, they don't care. All they want is to spend time with me. Um so I think that in itself is the reminder that says hey there are bigger things that are involved with your presence uh than thinking about something that happened that day or worrying about you know what you need to be doing the next day all that will be there nothing you're not going to change anything about the past but what is right in front of you is that opportunity to love on that child cuz that they will remember they will remember the fact of what you did uh when you walked in the door and how you engaged with your children the next priority we're going to talk about is the family, uh, extended family, and the friends. Yeah. So um, if you're our age, uh, number one, you probably your parents are probably a little bit older, so they become, uh, you know, their priority and, and kind of what they their needs are changes a little bit. Uh, and also, um, we have a lot of friends that we disconnect with that, that want to reconnect or want time or want things like that. And so, again, we're pulled in a lot of different directions. So how do we handle family priorities, uh, extended friendships, things like that.
1: Yeah. You know, um, I think at the end of the day, you know, again, it's it's the whole you know, prioritization that mm-hmm. we've been talking about. You know, God created us to be in community with one another. He didn't want us to be alone. Um, and so having those life groups and those uh, small group relationships, you know, um, godly community friendships, they're so important and vital for our spiritual, emotional, and mental health. Um, but at the same time, I know that, you know, in this last season, me personally, Um, I had to say no to some women's events. And I had to say no to some of the lunches with my friends and some of the girls' weekends with my friends. Um, And and it wasn't because I didn't want to, but it was just because of where God called me in this season. And my priority is my marriage and my husband. Um, And then if there was time in that margin to allow some of those extra things, then absolutely. But, you know, for me personally, I just go to the Lord and I ask, Mm -hmm. you know, if this is something uh, that I, you know, can fit and and do in my schedule at this time. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, different seasons, different times call for different things. And so again, you know, God first marriage, your family. And if I have time for the mm-hmm. rest, then great. Um, but if I don't, then, you know, it's okay. But you know, having those long, fr- those long, long-term healthy friendships and those people, you know, that, that, that even though like you, you may not be there for a season coming back, they're like, we still love you. Like we get it. We understand it. That's, you know, mm-hmm. that's always awesome to have. Yeah. So. And
0: I, I don't know if women struggle with that more than men do. I, I think women generally have a little bit bigger communities than than men, but uh, I think men need to recognize that again, not to be in our selfish nature, not to uh, do things or take away the priorities of, of God or our marriage or our children just to serve ourselves uh, individually. So, I would say all this to say this you have to prioritize your time uh, again we live in one of the most time starved uh environments yeah. that, uh, that that probably existed in the world you know and we're in the united states is one of those cultures that literally wants to fit everything in in 24 hours including uh as little or as much sleep as you can possibly get um but is that the right way and is that going to serve you long term with the health of your marriage Uh, your children, your relationship with God, all those things that we're setting out as priorities, I think that it's a great time to take a hard look at that and to ask yourself, am I doing the things that is taking care of the priorities that I want to set for my life? And again, I'll go back to it. These are intentional priorities. These are not things that are in theory or you know, these are good things to hear every now and then or wow, that's a great idea and I should do that. If you want your marriage to thrive, if you want your blended family to thrive, These are things that you must do so that all those things come in line and come in order. Um, And I think if you do those, you're going to see amazing fruits of that. You're going to see blessings. You're going to see happiness that you just won't find other places. So, um, you know, in closing, we're excited that you're here. Excited. Thanks for listening to us uh, as uh, the Blended Kingdom Families podcast. Uh, Please take this opportunity to uh, share and like this. If you don't have, uh, if you're not yourself a blended family, but please, if you know one, please take an opportunity to share this.
1: Absolutely, you guys. And if there's or any topics, you know, we want to hear from you guys. We want to know what it is that you guys are struggling with so that we can address these topics and bring some biblical foundations to it as well. And so if you want to email us at info at blendedkingdomfamilies.com, again, that's info at blendedkingdomfamilies.com, um, we would love to just, you know, hear your thoughts and hear what it is that you guys would love for us to talk about. Also, guys, we do on our website have a prayer wall. If you need prayer, we are here for you we want to pray with you over you and for you so please check that out as well and again you guys thank you so much for joining us today we hope to see you back next week be blessed in all that you do
0: thank you